Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the campfire. The only place where friends and strangers alike sit down and tell tales in truth or fiction. In exchange of my blessing of their safe travels. Allow me to relight the fire while you relax and listen. Make your mind wander about the reality we live in. The story I'm about to tell you is from a traveler named Top Mind of Reddit. He called this one, I'm uncomfortable. Please, allow me to tell you his tale. Discomfort is an interesting concept. Not discomfort in the sense a doctor might ask. Does it cause you discomfort when I do this? But rather the kind of discomfort that you experience from a fold in your bedsheets that presses into your back as you lie in bed. If you hadn't have become inexplicably aware of it, it would have caused no problems, no impediment to your continuing existence. Why then do we experience discomfort? Dogs do it too. You can watch them claw at a blanket attempting to remove any rogue ripples or wrinkles that may drive them mad as soon as they lie down. I've been uncomfortable. For four days, I've gone to bed so tired that my eyelids feel raw around the edges, only to toss and turn, managing to find every single spot of varying thickness and weights in my bedding. They press on my body, lie heavy on my legs, feeling of sheets on one arm and duvet on the other. A strange lump in my pillow pressed into my temple. I roll over and it's a different story. Instead of material discomfort, my body is now the cause of indefinite vague suggestions of pain. I don't know where to put my arm. I've done this for years. For years I've slept, having found the right position, the right materials, the right products. But it all eludes me now. I can't remember how I did it for so many years. Where did I put my arm before? My arm is only one instance of my body's incessant protests. The skin on the femoral thigh has come to rest in the most unfortunate position on my calf. It's slightly misaligned, so it is for an angular fold in the skin on the back of my knee. The more I try to ignore it, the more it begs my attention by feigning a searing feeling that has my brain fully convinced. It's hot. Not too hot, but I can't bear it. The temperature is 72, but sweat soaks my pillow. I hang my leg out from under the blankets. The weight of the air is different than the weight of the blankets that envelopes my other leg. I pull it back in. It's at this moment I realize that I've been clenching my eyes shut in an attempt to sleep by sheer force. The realization came from the soft rumbling of the muscles. I can hear them. It grows louder and louder. I relax my eyelids, but it's no use. I can't remember how to keep my eyes closed but not so much that it causes my muscles to quake. Wasn't there just a switch that I could flip that kept my eyes closed without having to think about it? The idea came to me during a fit of rage and frustration. The same thought process that causes an abusive parent to tell a crying child. I'll give you something to cry about before striking them across the face. I could cut. I'll cut my skin off. That's actually not a bad idea, I thought. 
No more skin folds or uncomfortable contact. I could get in bed without a worry of any fleshy part of me lying in such a way that feels unnatural. I'm in the kitchen looking for my longest, sharpest knife. Once it's in hand, I stand there with the blade against the flesh where the top of my leg meets the hip. I press down. So far, just discomfort. I press harder. The skin around the blade begins to turn white. All I feel is pressure. Discomfort. The blade isn't sharp enough. I have to slice. Sting. It stings. I slice again. Tiny, jagged imperfections along the blade catch bits of skin as I push and pull. How far do I go? I keep sawing. I keep sawing until I feel gray. That's the best I can describe it. The feeling came as suddenly as a gunshot and felt about the same. One of the jagged edges had caught sinew. I squealed as my vision went bright white in an instant. That's deep enough, I thought. I began to peel the skin, slowly sliding the knife between the membranes that held me to myself. The cold air rushed across my exposed muscles, but not cold enough to contend with the blood that seemed to sear as it ran down. I placed the flayed skin from areas of my legs, arms, and chest into the sink and rinsed my hands, dried them, turned the light off, and went back to bed. Upon wrapping myself up in the blankets, the sting was almost overwhelming, but after a few minutes, it subsided to a dull vibration of warm pain. It was relaxing. I rested my head on the pillow and shut my eyes. My jaw. My jaw wasn't where it should be. I was clenching my teeth. I had to relax if I had any hope of falling asleep. I relieved the pressure on my teeth and let my jaw lie in its natural position. But it kept going. My jaw kept going. It slid down and down until it was so slack to one side that it was causing discomfort. I couldn't consciously maintain the perfect amount of effort necessary to keep my jaw from slacking downward, while also not mashing my teeth. Why had I become aware of this all of a sudden? I knew what I needed to do. I need to get rid of it. I need to get rid of my jaw. I went to my garage and found a vice grip and some nylon ski rope. I went to my backyard and placed the handle of the ski rope around a steel tube fence post and tied the other end to the vice grip. I then placed the vice grip in my mouth so that it clamped down on the soft part under my tongue, and the other leg of the clamp gripped the bottom of my lower jaw. I began to pull. With my whole body, I pulled back. At one point, I thought I may not have enough strength to do this. I kept pulling, and my jaw popped. It was loud, so loud that my ears ring. My jaw is still there, however. I pull and pull more, and it pops and pops more. The skin below my ears begins to pull tight. And before I know it, the sound of wet flesh ripping away from bone is halted by a final snap. The rope falls. My jaw hit the floor. It seems I had miscalculated. I now had a new problem. My tongue. It hadn't gone with the jaw. Instead, it rests on my chest. I already know it's going to cause me discomfort. So I went back inside and pulled the blooded skinning knife from the sink and cut the useless nuisance off. I tossed it into the sink. Back in bed, eyes closed, wrapped in warm pain, I felt my body begin to sink into sleep. I sank further and further down, leaving a me-shaped recess in my bed above me. My thoughts become incoherent dreamlike ramblings that eventually devolve into soft warbling sine waves. I'm falling asleep. No sooner had I thought this, the smooth undulating of consciousness was ripped asunder by sawtoothed awareness. Pink and red awareness with some yellow. The sun was coming up. 
I opened my eyes to face the blinding light. I rolled away from it, but the ambient light snuck around to fester around the edges of my eyelids like ethereal flies looking for anything wet to drink. I pulled the blanket over my head. My breath was too hot against my face. It made me uncomfortable. Growing increasingly frustrated, I searched for a solution that wouldn't involve me getting out of bed. There's a pen on my nightside table next to a landline's phone that nobody calls anymore. I pick it up and jab it into my eye and pry. It takes surprisingly little force to take it out. The eye, I mean. It squelched and I felt a small amount of air rush into my nose to resolve the sudden change in pressure of my sinus. I could still see light as my eye dangling from the hole. I used fingernail clippers to sever the optic nerve. The light went out. I did the same with the other eye. I tried to cozy back up, but I found that the bedsheets had become stuck to my body from the dried blood. Every time I moved, it would mess my bed up even more and make me more. I threw the blankets and ripped them away from my body. There's no escape from the discomfort. My body, this bed, I need to think. I need to think outside the box. Think outside, think outside. I went back to my garage, grabbed a small handheld rotary tool, made my way to the bathroom and began drawing a bath. While it was filling, I plugged in the rotary tool next to the mirror. The head of the rotary tool was meant for carving wood so it should do for cutting. Other stuff too. Pleased by my own resourcefulness, I turned on the machine. It started to whir, and I started to laugh. I began on my forehead, working the tool back and forth until I could feel a groove had formed across the crown of my head. The machine bogged down as it began to cut the bone. The head of the tool began to smoke and filled the air with the putrid smell of a burning skull. After about an hour and a half of cutting, the two ends of the valley met. I turned the machine off. I grabbed the top of my head and pulled. It wasn't coming to lose. I went and got a flathead and began prying. It was working. Finally, the whole thing came off. I placed the half portion of the skull under the sink and unplugged the tool. I wrapped the cord of the rotary tool around the curtain rod and began working the rest of the cord in between. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Between my brain and skull. Shoving it down with the flathead. Once the cord had been wrapped all the way around, I tied a knot in the loose end of the cord and flung myself backward. As far as I know, my plan worked flawlessly. The sudden jerk and pulled the organ from its hold and allowing it to fall into the warm water of the bathtub. Ah, I feel strange. There is white light, but I cannot see. I know it's there because I can hear it. The light makes a sound of bright discordant trumpets, rising in pitch and volume until they are violently sliding between frequencies. It's a maddening sound. I try to scream, but nothing happens. I'm getting cold. I'm uncomfortable. Now, that was the end of my tale. I hope you enjoyed yourself, listening while escaping the world you live in. That is all for today. Safe travels, and a blessed day.